Okay, so you guys all know that one of my favorite times in history is the American Revolution. And today, being April 18th, is the 247th anniversary of the Ride of Paul Revere. And we all know who Paul Revere is. The British is coming. The British is coming. That's not what he said, actually. Um, and he didn't run through the streets on his horse. He uh, rode through the forests. And he was alerting other Minutemen who were militia that were standing waiting and looking out and uh robert newman was a church leader a sexton and he was using lanterns to signal alerts to the other colonists in charleston to let them know that the british forces were advancing and they were in the charles river um they were advancing onto uh, Concord and they were coming fast <laughs> and there was it was time now uh, this is basically the day that the American Revolution began uh, the that actually every single one of the men involved in this was treasonous that they had been captured and not let go or captured and not able to convince the British soldiers that they were really on the side of the British forces then they would have been hung for treason and we wouldn't be here as a nation today but i want you to take a minute and listen to henry wadsworth longfellow's poem called paul revere's ride it's really cool because it's read by vincent price so it's it's really cool i'm gonna post it in the comments on my group in the Facebook page. Um, I'm going to try to post a link in the description here, but I still haven't figured out how to make those work. So some of the Minutemen that you're going to hear about today, maybe, hopefully, if you go look, and <laughs> if I tell you anything else, is going to be Paul Revere, uh, William Dowes, Samuel Prescott, John Hancock, and Samuel Adams. Yes, Sam Adams. So a lot of people don't realize that Sam Adams, you know, the beer guy he was one of our founding fathers he was one of the one of the most well-known ones um his brother john adams um helped actually they both helped write the constitution um big important people the adams uh john went on to be a uh, president and sam went on to you know make beer for us all and we still have his beer and we still have our constitution kind of Okay, so I'm going to try to do this while I've got my screen closed. It looks like it's still recording. Okay, so bear with me here. I'm opening up another web page and my phone is kind of slow. My apologies. Okay, so in the days before today, April 18th, um, Paul Revere... He told Robert Newman, uh, the church leader, uh, to send signals by lantern to alert the colonists um, when troops were, when they were becoming known. Um, if you hear the term one if by land, two if by sea, one lantern in the steeple would signal the army's choice of the land route, while two lanterns would signal the route by wa by water. Um, I bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that until a few years ago that that's what that meant. And this is uh, by water across the Charles River. 
uh, Paul Revere gave his first instructions to send a signal to Charleston, and then he crossed the Charles River by rowboat. And then he saw the warship, um, the HMS Somerset, um, that had just dropped anchor. Um, he ban they banned crossings at that hour. Nobody could cross. Um, but, but Paul Revere, um, he got over to Charleston and that's when he rode to Lexington. Um, and he avoided the British patrol that night. I don't even know how. And later warning almost everyone, everyone that night, get out. You have to go. Um, and, and he doesn't say the British are coming. The British are coming because everybody there was pretty much British themselves. You have to remember this is British colonies. Um, what he said was, uh, the regulars are coming and a regular is a country's armed forces. And so he would tell them the regulars are coming. Um, sometimes it was really quiet. He wasn't screaming the whole time because you don't want to alert them where you are. Right. And so let's see. Um, it says, uh, riding through present-day Somerset, Somerville, I'm sorry, Medford and Arlington. This is all in Virginia. Um, and this is before West Virginia was even a thing. It's just, just all Virginia. Revere warned the Patriots along his route, many of whom set out on horseback to deliver warnings of their own. So as he was warning people, people were going. If you've never seen the movie The Patriot, you need to go watch it. It's pretty historically accurate. It's got a story, a love story involved in it. But as far as everything else goes, it is pretty accurate. Um, so others were out delivering messages. And by the end of the night, there's probably 40 people out through Middlesex County um, carrying the news that the, the, the British were coming. <laughs> um, Revere, he, he didn't shout the phrase, okay, the British are coming. We went over that. Um, his mission was depending on secrecy. If... Like I said, if he had gotten caught, which he did earlier, but he, like I said, was able to convince them that he's on the side of the British here. He's, he's a supporter of the British. Um, let's see. Um, Revere's warning, according to eyewitness accounts of the ride and the Revere's own description was that the regulars are coming out. <clears throat> Revere arrived in Lexington around midnight. When Dow's arrived at about midnight 30, about half an hour later, they met with Samuel Adams and John Hancock, who were there spending the night with Hancock's relatives in what is now called the Hancock Clark House. And they spent a great deal of time discussing their plans of, of um, what are they going to do <laughs> upon receiving all this news. Um, they believed that the forces were leaving. The cities were too large for the sole task of arresting two men. So... Everybody was getting out. They were going. They were trying to go. The people that they were trying to get their families out. The men were staying behind. Uh, they were trying to get their families to somewhere safe. Um, and they thought that the crowds that were leaving the cities <clears throat> were too big for the British soldiers to just go and look through just to find two people. Okay. And so the Lexington men, they dispatched riders to the surrounding towns. And Revere and Dows continued along the road to Concord um, with Samuel Prescott, who was a doctor who just happened to be in Lexington, returning from a lady friend's house at the awkward hour of 1 a.m. I quote that. That's what that says. <laughs> 
Um, the ride of the three men triggered a flexible system of alarm and muster that had been carefully developed months before. Now, you guys have to keep in mind, these people had been preparing. They knew this was coming because leading up to this, we have had all kinds of things, okay? And um, those are the things that I've gone over in, well, I will go over again in the whole reason for the Declaration of Independence and the things that the um, the king was doing to and to the colonists that lived there, um, not calling them Americans because they weren't Americans yet. They were British colonists. Um, let's see, where was I? Um, in reaction to the colonists' um, response to the powder alarm of September. Um, okay, this is something that I didn't go over, so we're going to skip that part because this is in response to something that they did two years ago. Um, it takes a while, okay, to get these ships over <laughs> to um, North America. Okay, so they may have set out two years ago to come over to start the attack on the colonists. But it took them two years to get to a point where, you know, it was even making a difference. They could even see them. Um, and so the system, it, the whole network of widespread notifications, fast deployment of local militia forces in times of emergency, okay, it was really difficult. The colonists had periodically used this system all the way back to the early early years of the Indian Wars in the colony um, before it fell in the French and Indian War. Um, in addition to other Express riders delivering messages, bells, drums, alarms, guns, bonfires, and trumpets were used for rapid communication from town to town. Um, obviously, there's no time for secrecy here. You've got to get out. You have to go. This is their, this is their storm warning siren. <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, <clears throat> Massachusetts villages that should. Uh, muster in their militia because the regulars the the British army were greater than 500 were pouring into Boston and then leaving Boston in those numbers um, and so the system was effective and the people in the towns even 25 miles away from Boston were aware um, that the army's movements where they were and how, what they were doing so they did a pretty dang good job i mean you've got to hand it to these men they did a dang good job communicating with each other in a time you have to remember this is 1775 okay they didn't have electricity internet phones there was nothing like this and they were being invaded um Okay, and here's where it gets exciting. Um, Paul Revere, Dons, and Prescott were detained by British Army Patrol in Lincoln at a roadblock on the way to Concord. Prescott jumped his horse over a wall and escaped into the woods, and he eventually reached Concord. Dows also escaped, though he fell off his horse not long after, and he, he didn't get to where he was going. Um, Paul Revere was captured and questioned by the British soldiers at gunpoint. Uh, and now, Paul Revere, he was a bit of a smartass. So, I mean, he's got a little attitude going, too, but um, he told them of the 
of the army's movement from Boston and that the British army troops would be in danger if they approached Lexington because of the large number of hostile military gathered there. So he lied <laughs> and he and other captives, uh, they were taken by patrol. Uh, they were escorted east about half a mile of Lexington and then they heard a gunshot. And the British major demanded Paul Revere explain the gunfire and Paul Revere said, it's an alarm to the country. As the group drew, drew closer to Lexington, the town bell began to clang rapidly. Um, the British soldiers have, I mean, they're confused too. You know, they just showed up. They're kind of dumb. I mean, some of them, okay. Um, and then the captives, the captives said to the British soldiers, the bell's ringing, the town's alarmed, and you're all dead men. And they were taunting them. And, Yo, you're all dead men. Now, the British soldiers gathered and they decided, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> we're not going into that. No. Um, so instead, they freed the prisoners because they didn't want to piss off the invisible imaginary, probably, probably 20 people that were there. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the British, they took Paul Revere's horse and rode off with it to warn of the approaching army column. <laughs> and uh, Revere he walked to Reverend Jonas Clark's house where Hancock and uh, John Hancock and Sam Adams were staying as the Battle of Lexington Green unfolded. Uh, Paul Revere assisted Hancock and his family in their escape from Lexington, helping carry a truck of Hancock's papers. So that's how that's how that night went. The British are coming. The British are coming. That didn't happen. And you guys now know that. And it was so exciting. And it was, oh, I mean, it was deadly night. I mean, you've got to think about what happened that night. So anyways, I wanted to just recognize today, 247th anniversary of Paul Revere's ride, April 18th, 1775. And we know how it all ended. Anyway, take a minute, listen to Vincent Price's reading of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's Paul Revere's Ride. That was written in 1863. Um, most of what I got, I just read straight from Wikipedia. I'll post a link. I'll try to post a link. It will definitely be on my Facebook group so I can give credit. Anyway, happy Paul Revere Day.